for Central Infuse, it is November, and October was a pretty tough year, wasn't it? Year? Year? Yeah. Seemed like it. <laughs> Seemed like it. <laughs> Cooperative month, our annual meeting, uh, breast cancer awareness. What else do we do? Public Power Week. Annual meeting. And, well, I said annual meeting. Ah. Uh, Cybersecurity month. There's, there's a lot happening. So um, we've recovered. We are a little bit late in November, but we've been traveling. We've had meetings. We've been a little busy. So uh, here we are for November's edition of the podcast. And as usual, we have our CEO and general manager, Kevin Doddridge. Hello. Our director of marketing and business development, Michael Bellapani. Hey. And our director of safety and loss control, J.D. Cox. Okay. So we'll just uh, jump right in. All right. Uh, we have some, I guess, some good news, right? Yeah, we do have some good news. Okay. We always have some good news. One of the best news events that we have is a press release that we received the other day. Um, local Doug Davis, now the chief of staff for Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, sent us a press release where Senator Smith uh, is signing on to the Rural Act. The Rural Act's a very important piece of legislation that they're working on in Washington right now. The intent is to correct um, an error that was made in the Trump administration tax bill that was passed several years ago. Um, and in that tax bill, it was determined that there are certain grants that are made available to not-for-profits that could turn that not-for-profit into a for-profit. And that is something that a rural electric co-op, um, if we were to lose our not-for-profit status in the middle of a fiscal year, we would be very ill-prepared for a tax burden at the end of the year. And a scenario that could affect this, North Central might not come into play as much, but I've always liked to pick on my friends on the Gulf Coast, and let's say you've got Coast Electric Power. Um, they apply for a broadband grant. They get multi-million dollars in a broadband grant. Somewhere around June, they get hit by a hurricane. Uh, and as often happened on the Gulf Coast, another hurricane may come through in September or October. So they're getting FEMA grants coming in, they've got a broadband grant coming in, that revenue exceeds 15% of their operating revenue. The operating revenue's probably been in decline since they've had these storms. And the next thing you know, they're toward the end of their fiscal year and they've turned themselves into a taxable entity and they'll have a pretty good tax bill. This is just one of those unintended consequences. No one intended for this to happen. Uh, there's been reluctance to reopen the tax bill to try to correct it, so they're taking a different avenue, which is trying to define what grants this should apply to. Um, a lot of senators have signed on it, like I just said, Senator Cindy Hyde just did. A lot of support in Washington. All we need to get them to do is vote on it. And if you follow the news, there's a lot of other things going on in D.C. right now <laughs> that is distracting. So we hope that... Uh, Maybe just by signing on to the bill in the House, there's a procedure where if a certain number sign on, they can just pass it without a vote to the Senate. The Senate would have to actually vote. We don't know where that stands now, but we do hope it comes up for a vote. Uh, we do have a cooperative in northern New York, Otsego Electric Cooperative, that due to a large number of broadband grants they were able to get, lost their tax-exempt status. Uh, so it can happen. Also, you mentioned we had our annual meeting, uh, and that's when we discuss the business of the year, uh, discuss what we're going to do this upcoming year, and elect directors. Uh, we had Julie Niblett, Jerry Nichols, and Phil Lachiche. They were incumbents, and they were reelected by the membership, and we congratulate them and look forward to working with them for another three years. Uh, we will send notices out once again, uh, middle of the summer, mm -hmm. 
and let people know when the annual meeting is going to take place and what the process is if you want to run for our board. I try to make sure that that's transparent and people know exactly what's going on. Uh, also, something that we did at our uh, annual meeting is that we voted to amend our Articles of Incorporation. And that may seem like a very mundane, boring topic, and, and to be <laughs> truthfully, it is. But what we did was we asked our membership uh, to allow us to change our name to North Central Electric Cooperative if we so chose. Uh, we had some other little wordings that we needed to change, uh, spelling mistakes. <laughs> we needed to correct the fact that we're no longer located in Senatobia. Uh, but also um, ask the membership to allow us to uh, take advantage of everything that's in the Rural Broadband Act, which the short term there is it, it gives us the opportunity to form a high-speed Internet affiliate if we so choose. Uh, and this is just something necessary. Our Articles of Incorporation had to be amended to do that, so the membership allowed us to do that, so we are now technically in a position to move forward. Uh, we had a very good special board meeting this morning to where uh, the North Central staff made a presentation to the board and a consultant made a presentation to the board, and we have hired Vantage Point consultants to assist us in designing the remainder of our system and get fiber out there. So when people are kind of curious where we stand, we've often talked about it's this long process, it's kind of a slow process, but it's deliberate. We have brought on a very uh, experienced consulting firm, engineering firm, uh, they start about five to six projects a year, got about 30 or 40 going, great resources, very flexible in how they'll work with us with the architect of the fiber system. Uh, keywords, flexible, and it's complicated. You got to be flexible to work with us on this, and it's complicated because you're still trying to manage light, which is, which mm -hmm. is real difficult to do. So we'll start working with them in the very near future, and we will have a phased approach to building out our fiber and we'll learn more about that over the next several months. Is it safe to say it's coming? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was a lot of words in there. We're just trying to find a headline version of it. I'll tell you, I can walk a fence. <laughs> I know, I can yeah, if, there, if there's a fence of gray area, I can navigate it well. And if you, uh, we did a special version of our podcast back in July, I believe, where we kind of answered some questions on that. So if you have any questions, on the broadband uh, and what we'll be offering uh, in the months or years to come, you can refer to that. We'll, and if you have any other questions, you can always mm -hmm. email us. It's a podcast at northcentralepa.com. Please do, because yeah. this this is something that we're starting to move into that area to where we need to know what our, our members think about this. Who. Mm -hmm who want this service, and it'll help us in our design of the system as far as where we go. Um, some things that might have caught us a little bit by surprise, we had a, not not in this area as much, but about a week and a half ago, we had a pretty substantial storm that came up, this mm -hmm. tropical storm Olga formed very quickly in the Gulf. And that's kind of when I, I give my situational story in the Rural Act about Coast Electric Power. Some of these storms can pop up very quickly, very late in the season. Olga trekked through Mississippi, uh, almost like the Natchez Trace, the way it yeah, came up in a weird angle. And uh, very fortunate that it was uh, it stayed to the east of us. But it, it really was a perfect storm in that it came together with the front pushing through. A tremendous amount of damage. And we actually had no damage in our service area. But we had crews for at least uh, eight, nine days, I believe, working everything from Newton, Mississippi, up to Corinth, those mm -hmm. that sustained all that damage. 
And like I say, some of these cooperatives might be small, but we've got a large network of people behind us that help when things like that come through. Um, another little storm that I was particularly proud of, the way uh, our distribution system handled with being a lot of resiliency there was the wind started picking up as the front came through, I believe, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we had sustained winds of about 15 to 20 miles an hour. And that may not seem like much, but when they're sustained, that can do a lot of damage. Uh, I have sweated some of the money that we spent this last summer on right-of-way clearance. Uh, but our staff has made a great case on the need to maintain our system, maintain the clearance of the lines. And uh, that really demonstrated itself when we started picking up those winds that hung around for in excess of 24 hours. And when I'm, and I'm not picking on any of my friends up in Shelby County or in the Entergy area or, or, or east of us, but when those systems were reporting large widespread outages, and I checked with our uh, system operator on how we were withstanding things. And, you know, you, you saw where there were a couple thousand out here and a couple thousand out here. And I said, what do we got? And he said, uh, eight. Um, <laughs> and two of those were planned. Um, that maintenance pays off. And that is, if you have an extreme storm, sometimes you're clearing. It's still going to fail you a little bit if the storm is extreme enough. But when we had that just that persistent wind, that is one of those things that can keep our men jumping for days almost if we don't have our maintenance and our tree trimming in line. And we made a, put forth a great effort to get everything in line. And we had some uh, members that were a little disgruntled when we cut their favorite tree or didn't get the debris cleaned up quick enough. But uh, it, it pays off. It really does. And I think it showed itself in not showing itself over the last several days. Okay. Uh, so anything else you have to add? I have probably said enough today. <laughs> Check out chapter I have probably, two. I have probably said more than y'all wanted to hear. So no, yeah, it's, it, this is important information, of course. I won't get into that. I swear, I thought those turkeys could fly, but yeah. <laughs> it's that time of year. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that time of year, uh, JD, you've got some uh, safety ideas and and thoughts to. I had a Segway. Yeah, that was. It's, it's a, you're, we're, we're after a year and a half of doing this podcast. We're starting to learn how to pull one in. podcast. <laughs> Jay, you have safety wise for us. All right, uh, teed it right up for me. Um, we have been busy uh, the latter part of uh, of October. Uh, we had an event uh, over at the Lander Center in South Haven, Pathways to Possibilities. Um, normally, this event uh, only includes uh, eighth graders. Uh, but this year it was opened up uh, to seniors as well who were participating at the career tech centers. Uh, and it was a great group. Uh, we had a great group of employees go up and uh, set up some demonstrations and things that uh, the students could come through with and, and use their hands and put their hands on it and work with it and uh, really get the experience of some of the things that, uh, that our employees here do each and every day. And, uh, and I have to say, uh, those eighth graders just ate it up. I mean, they were really enjoying themselves. And, and I can tell you, you can just, you know, when you do these things long enough, there's, there's a couple of young folks that come through there, and you can just see in their eyes something just clicks, and mm-hmm. they've never really been exposed to anything like that before. And then there's always a couple who have really been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And they get there, and they see that, that we're there, and we have some things that they've been interested in and they get to ask some questions and and put their hands on things and i'll tell you uh 
Some of these uh, young folks can really impress you with the questions that they have. So it was you know when they learn great. that it's not just poles and wire anymore. There's information technology, there's engineering, there's marketing, communications, mm-hmm. accounting. When they start picking up on that. Um, media, you know, yeah. <laughs> you've got all that. And when they start picking up on that, you know, they realize that there's a lot more going on here than just, mm-hmm. you know, poles and wire, which yeah. is in a foundation of our business. But there's so many other things going on. Yeah, yeah that's one of the things that we really <laughs> emphasize on. And, you know, whether it be uh, career tech uh, days at, uh, at the high schools, things of that nature, is that, you know, when they see the, they drive by and they see the bucket trucks in the air, mm-hmm. when the weather's bad, you know, they see our guys roll out. Um, but we really try to impress upon them and open their eyes to it takes a lot of talented people working together uh, with a common cause uh, to supply you know, electricity to a community with as many members as we do. Um, and you, t- you start talking about the customer service and all the IT skills, communication skills, and all the other things that they don't see when they drive mm-hmm. by the bucket trucks. <laughs> Uh, and you really get some great questions. But it's a great event. Absolutely. Uh, we really do appreciate uh, being a part of that. Look forward to doing it again next year. Um, and we'll try to see if we can come up with some new events and impress the kids even more. Yeah, yeah and, well, and TV PPA kind of stood us up a little bit. They had the static uh, electricity generator that makes your hair stand up. <laughs> so as soon as they were done with us, they were they were just right next yeah. door on the uh, mats. <laughs> but really with that event, the name says it all in Pathways mm-hmm. to Possibilities because it's not the, the, the pathway that we – that we had growing up, mm-hmm. you know, we'd have college or career fairs, and the the college recruiter would come talk to you, and and that was your pathway. Is you're going to go to college. Your parents said you were going to go to college, but there's a number of possibilities out there right now, and all these different roles that uh, that are played within organizations don't necessarily require a four year degree or a two year associate's degree. Um, a little bit of career and technical training, they can get right out of school and 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 earn a, a two car and a boat. Uh, salary, salary yeah. and 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 really get to work. Uh, so, well, yeah. I'm I'm a prime example of that Michael. I you know I absolutely have um, every bit of appreciation for someone who wants to go to school and get that two year or four year degree. Um, but that wasn't you know at the time I was coming up that just wasn't some an opportunity that was afforded to me. Mm-hmm. So I chose to go into an apprenticeship program, and uh, I was blessed enough for a utility company to invest in me, and I took that path and. Uh, it's, it's been a blessing for me, and I'm able to, you know, raise a family, provide for them. And the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, done a study back in the 70s, and they done one here just a few years ago, and basically identical results. 80% of the jobs that are available in the United States today do not require college education. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do and what we are tasked and challenged with is, is, is giving uh, opportunity um, for kids in high school to see what the possibilities are and really educating them as to positive um, directions that they can go and pursue in order to you know, earn a living for them and their families. And Pathways to Possibility, it's, it's properly named and I think it's doing a great job. And just again, just appreciate being there, appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to, just going to say, Justin uh, worked with the uh, students at DeSoto Career Tech uh, West, uh, the media yeah. students, to produce a video, a promotional video, and um, it's it's out there. It'll be well, released. Well, I've already sent it, submitted it to the DeSoto County mm-hmm. Economic Development Council. Um, there seems to be they haven't complained about it. So, uh, yeah. but we <laughs> this is a little three minute video on what they do and and all the stuff that they have to offer. And it's it was it's crazy because there's uh, it's more than just you know there it, 
power is one of those pathways, but there was law enforcement and finance and hospitality health and tourism services. and health services. But they had like two or three of the vendors had like virtual reality machines hooked up, and it's like, yeah. yeah and so that was it's it's really kind of really kind of cool hands on stuff instead of just getting a lecture on how great college is. And you, this is a career that you can start and not have student loan debt. Yeah, so, that's, well, and that's big. That's right. Stay tuned to our social yeah. media channels because I'm sure that video will surface. Oh, absolutely. Point. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so uh, continuing on to safety. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just heading into the holidays, a couple things. Uh, definitely feel a responsibility to uh, talk about. Uh, it's starting to get cold, obviously. Um, if you don't like the weather in this part of the country, just stick around for a few days. It'll mm-hmm. change. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were in, it seemed like we were in 90 degree weather, and now we we're in, we had three we had three days of fall. Yeah. So you know, now the low last night was breaking records, about 17, 18 mm-hmm. degrees, as I understand. Uh, and this time of year, when the when the temperature dips like that, people break out the space heaters, and just really want to talk about those space heaters. Uh, if you're going to use a space heater, uh, please be careful that you don't overload the circuit. And what I mean is. Um, most houses uh, and bedrooms and things of that nature where people are using these are wired 110 volts, generally about a 15 amp breaker uh, for, that re- for those receptacles. Please don't plug in uh, a space heater that is too large for that circuit or plug in multiple smaller space heaters. That is how fires get started a lot of the time. And unfortunately, many, many times when these issues happen, it's with elderly people and very, very young people. So please, if you're going to use a space heater, let's make sure that we're not overloading the electrical outlets in the house. It's really recommended they don't plug them into those strips either, is it? Yeah, I saw Absolutely. something. I was actually about to ask that yeah. today. I saw a photo of one melted because of a space heater. That's, that's, what, it that's what happens most of the time. They'll, uh, especially you know, in the older houses where they were never really intended to carry that kind of load, uh, they'll plug in one of those strips that has five or six outlets. They'll plug multiple appliances or devices in it. And then, you know, when that overload happens, it generates heat. And when it starts to generate heat like that, that's when uh, things catch on fire and, and, and problems start. And, and really, if you're gonna use one also, they recommend that you keep it 36 inches away from anything that's flammable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, uh, use them around small children is, is not a good idea because they generally get tumped over. Kids could be playing, knocking over things of that nature. So please, if you're going to use a space heater, we realize that there are situations out there where uh, people, our members, are going to have to use them. But just please uh, take proper precautions and and make sure that uh, uh, you're using them in a uh, space big enough for it. Don't overload the electrical circuit. Also, um, we're switching to whether it be uh, ventless gas logs, things of that nature. Watch your carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, Make sure that all your gas appliances are working properly and that they're vented properly. Uh, And something that people talk about all the time, be sure you change your batteries out in your fire detectors and your carbon monoxide detectors. Do that at the same time every year to make sure they're in good working order. And then really moving into the holidays, uh, it just seems like, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas is just a couple days apart now. Uh, A lot of people are already decorating for Christmas. Make sure if you do have a real tree in the house, uh, instead of uh, fake trees with all the lights already on them, like like I use artificial. Yeah. I have to I have to do a real tree. That's what the wife wants, so I got to hey, pay attention. Uh, <laughs> just make sure that uh, you keep plenty of water in it, so it doesn't dry out. Um, make sure that you don't uh, use uh, in- lights that are intended for use indoors. 
make sure you don't use those for outdoors. Uh, those can certainly cause problems because that's not what their intended use was. This time of year, people have candles and stuff they're firing up all around the house, uh, around young children, still, you know, keep an eye on them. And one of the things that always comes up around Thanksgiving is the turkey fryers. Please be careful with those things. Uh, you know, whatever you do, if something happens, do not get water anywhere near one of those turkey fryers. Um, it's very thaw it. Thaw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and you just don't drop one of those in. Turkey um, launcher. You know, there are plenty of there are plenty of videos out there that will show you the proper way to do that if you're going to do it, how to set it up. Uh, make sure that it's not going to tip over things of those na uh, things of that nature. Uh, obviously, a deep fried turkey uh, is delicious, but just be careful in preparing it. And with that, that's all I have. Okay. And so, going further into the holiday season, um, I guess we're going to talk about community events. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of events going on, um, particularly the uh, Christmas parades. Um, yeah. And we are bringing Santa. Yes, we're getting the float uh, float uh, cleaned up and ready to go uh, so we can bring Santa through the streets of Old Town Olive Branch. Love it, love it, love it. Um, that's actually, uh, well, first we've got to light the town tree. That uh, City Hall uh, on December 5th at 7 o'clock, that'll be the, the city's uh, Christmas tree lighting and open house at the Wesson House. And the next night, uh, Longview Heights Baptist Church will present their drive-through nativity. Um, this year's Bethlehem and Beyond. Um, that'll be from 6:30 to 8:30 uh, on the evenings of December 6th through 8th, and that's a wonderful event. Um, but the Olive Branch Christmas Parade will be on December 7th at two o'clock. Uh, it's your traditional route. This is the 43rd annual uh, Christmas parade. And uh, if y'all need any information on that, the routes, how to enter a float or a group, visit olivebranchms.com. Uh, South Haven's parade will be uh, on December 9th at 630. Uh, that's an evening parade. It's their 39th annual. Um, and for more information on that, visit southhavenchamber.com. Um, well, we're not bringing Santa to that one. No, uh, the I think the police department in South Haven does does their Santa. That's uh, terrible. Uh, they've been doing it for thirty nine years, so I didn't I didn't want to ask them to break tradition. Yeah. Free Santa. Free Santa. <laughs> South Haven, we're here if you need us. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Um, Bahia is doing something a little bit different this year. Mm -hmm. um, on, on the 21st, uh, they're going to have uh, what they're going to call Winter Wonderland on the grounds of uh, Bahia High School uh, from 5 to 8.30. Um, I think they've got an ice skating rink they're going to build uh, in Bahia, Mississippi. Uh, they're going to have local food, food vendors, and um, Santa will be there. Uh, so make it a point to, to go out there and, uh, and celebrate with the town of Bahalia. Uh, I skipped over a couple. Um, Olive Branch Police Department is doing their annual shop with a cop, and we will be there for that. Uh, we will. Bringing Santa in for that. And that's going to be on December 16th at Walmart. And that's a really neat event where um, uh, members of the Olive Branch Police Department uh, take a young person and, and, and go Christmas shopping with them. And uh, it's, it's just a really special uh, event. Uh, we're hosting our winter blood drive, uh, lifeblood, well, it's called Vitalant now, yes. formerly, formerly Lifeblood. Uh, it'll be in our auditorium on December 19th from 11 to 3, 
you can uh, visit Vitalant's website uh, to register. and You can fill out a pre-questionnaire and, and kind of get that process. Yeah, it uh, speeds it up. Yeah, it speeds it up a little bit. But uh, we'll, you give us a pint of blood, we'll give you a cookie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not bad, dude. <laughs> Nutter butters. You, ca- you cap that at one pint. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can give away okay. at one point because they uh, we so you might start getting woozy after. Woozy. <laughs> yeah, need two cookies. <laughs> yeah, need another cookie. Yeah, they'll. I think it's a cookie and a t-shirt and a coke. So. Um, but they, yeah, yeah. There's nothing better though than, than giving the gift of life, and that's donating and, blood. So and they, and I've actually I saw on their website, uh, one pint of your blood can save up to three lives mm-hmm. in the hospital, up to, which is is pretty big. So uh, think about it if if you've ever or know somebody that's been in an accident that required a blood transfusion, it's because people like uh, by talent to help get that blood to people that need it in the hospitals. That's right. So uh, make sure to come out for that uh, if you if you can, and just a few other uh, events uh, during the holidays from December first through thirtieth, South Haven City of South Haven. I know my family always likes to go look at Christmas lights, mm-hmm. so they're doing their annual Southern Lights through Central Park on Chulahoma Road in South Haven. Um, the I think that the admission admission to the um, to the park all the, that money raised goes to local charities, so I think they charge by the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all can visit that December 1st through 30th. And then the Soto Family Theater is going to present a Christmas story, which is my favorite movie. Uh, so I'm going to go see the play. Uh, that'll be December 13th through 22nd at the DeSoto um, Family Theater at the Lander Center. Uh, for mm-hmm. tickets on that, visit uh, dftonline.org. And... Um, just to let y'all know, we are going to uh, have a couple of closings of the office during the holidays. We'll be closed the day after Thanksgiving uh, so that we can enjoy time with our families. And do that uh, Black Friday shopping? No, not, not here. <laughs> I'm not doing it. All Amazon this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And local business, of course, too. Famous last words. Uh, <laughs> but we will close, and, and but we'll have folks on hand if uh, should we need uh, to restore outages and, and we've got our 24-7 call center so you can still reach us at 800-325-8925 yep. um, and also just looking ahead uh, to plan ahead we will close at 3pm on uh, December 23rd for the Christmas holiday and return back at 8 Okay, and there's one more because uh, it's it, it is in our service area, and, and I I got to meet this family a few years ago. There's a uh, this Christmas lights display on Alexander Road. Oh, Bella's lights. Yes, yes. Bella's lights. Um, so uh, it's a computerized light show. It's going to take place the day after Thanksgiving, so 5:30, mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving. They're going to uh, they keep this light display open from for like five hours until 10:30, and uh, they give you cupcakes and cookies and all kinds of stuff and all. I mean. If you want to help out this family, uh, Bella and her friend Laylee are trying to fight osteogenesis imperfecta 4, also known as brittle bone syndrome. Um, and if you go out there, I think sometimes the celebrities will greet you. So uh, Bella and her friends will sometimes come out there and say hey. So, um, And that's a pretty cool little setup. So, yeah. so that's an olive branch on Alexander Road starting, the day, on, starting on Black Friday, I believe. So, um, but yeah. And um, be sure to download our app. If yep. you haven't, it's available on your smartphone on Google Play and the uh, iTunes Store. And I'm trying to think, anything make sure uh, one, one thing we don't pitch enough, and, and yeah. we, we did is uh, you know make sure that uh, if you're a subscriber to the podcast, make sure you give us a rating. Mm-hmm. We need to start evaluating ourselves. And if there's any input you have or ideas or 
uh, suggestions, please email us yeah. at podcast at northcentralupa.com. We love to promote charity events, uh, local artists, uh, some local businesses. So anything that you, if you guys want to even be featured, maybe we can arrange that for you in the future as well. So um, that's podcast at northcentralepa.com. Anything else we need to promote? Okay. I'll play the calendar. All right. So that is it. We will see you guys in December. Thanks. Pay your bill 24 hours a day and monitor your electrical usage with the North Central app available for Apple and Android devices. Download now for free on iTunes and Google Play.